Have you ever met someone who was a bit miserly and selfish? You know, someone who didn't like to share and wanted to keep everything for herself or himself. How does that sort of person make you feel? How do you think you could help someone to be more generous and unselfish? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's episode is an old folktale from Africa about that character you've met before, the trickster Nancy. And in this story, he does something very, very selfish and greedy. But as you will discover, he ends up having to pay a heavy price for his greed. Announcement time. Everyone gather round, mums and dads too, please. Are you ready? Okay. Now, since this month is back to school time for many, many, many of you, and of course, since a lot of you are now going to be back in the classroom in person after being away for such a long time online, This is a very exciting time for you. I know I've been hearing from a lot of teachers and a lot of parents and a lot of students that they can't wait to get back into school and see all their friends in person. So, to celebrate all of our students and teachers, we are offering a very special free 30-minute Zoom author's visit to one teacher and her class from me. I will do a presentation to students about writing, reading, telling and listening to stories and why that is so important in their lives. And I can also include a reading of one of my published books. So, to be entered into a drawing for a chance to win this special Zoom visit for your class, Look at the episode notes and you'll see all the details there. Oh, a big thank you to all of our listeners who have been rating and reviewing this podcast. Let's take a journey with Thunder and Nancy. There had been a long and severe famine in the land where Nancy lived. He had been quite unable to obtain food for his poor wife and family. One day, gazing desperately out to sea, he saw, arising from the midst of the water, a tiny island with a tall palm tree upon it. He decided to try and reach this tree by any means possible and climb it, in the hope of finding a few nuts to reward him. But. How to get there was the difficulty. However, when he reached the beach, he found his answer, for there he discovered an old broken boat. It certainly did not look very strong, but still, Anansi thought he would try his luck. His first six attempts were unsuccessful. A great wave dashed him back on the beach each time he tried to put off into the water. But Anansi persevered. He did not give up. And finally, on his seventh attempt, he succeeded in setting off into the water. When he reached the palm tree, 
He tied the boat to its trunk that grew almost straight out of the water, and then he climbed up, up, up toward the nuts. Plucking all he could reach, he dropped them one by one down into the boat. To his dismay, everyone missed the boat and fell instead into the water until only the last one remained. This he aimed even more carefully than the others. But it also fell into the water and disappeared from his hungry eyes. He had not tasted even one and now they were all gone. He could not bear the thought of going home empty-handed, so in his despair, he threw himself into the water too. To his complete astonishment, instead of being drowned, he found himself standing on the sea bottom in front of a, a pretty little cottage. An old man stepped out of the door and asked Anansi what he wanted so badly that he had to come to Thunder's cottage to seek it. And Nancy told his tale of woe, and Thunder listened, nodding and smiling and saying how sorry he was to hear of all Nancy's troubles. Then he went back into the cottage and fetched a fine cooking pot, which she presented to Nancy, saying, Now you need never be hungry again, for this pot is a magic pot and will always give you enough food to feed you and all your family. And Nancy could barely believe his good fortune and he thanked the old man profusely before setting off for home. Once inside the boat and Nancy could not wait to try out this magic pot. Pot, pot, what you used to do for your master, do now for me. And lo and behold, a huge feast appeared before him, and Nancy gobbled it all up, and then set off for his home. On reaching land again, his first thought was to run home and give all his family a good meal from his wonderful pot. But then, some sliver of fear and doubt crept over him. What if I should use up all the magic of the pot on them and have nothing more left for myself, he said. Better keep the pot a secret. Then I can enjoy a meal when I want one. And so, when Anansi reached his house, he sneaked in the back door and hid the pot in his room before anyone could see it. Then he pretended to his wife and children that he was completely worn out from his long journey and would need to rest. Now, there was not a grain of food to be had anywhere. His wife and poor children were weak with want of it, but selfish Anansi took no notice of that. Instead, he congratulated himself at the thought of his magic pot, now safely hidden in his room, from then on, 
and Nancy just crept into his room whenever he was hungry and enjoyed a tasty meal. Meanwhile, his poor family got thinner and thinner, while he grew plumper and plumper. After a while, his family began to suspect that something was not right, and they determined to find out what was going on. Now, the eldest son, Kweku Sin, had the power of changing himself into any shape he chose. So, he took the form of a tiny fly and accompanied his father everywhere. At last, Anansi, feeling hungry, entered his room and closed the door. Next, he took the pot and had a fine meal. Having replaced the pot in its hiding place, he went out, pretending to look for food. As soon as he was safely out of sight, Kweku Sin fetched out the pot and called all his hungry family to come at once. They had a good meal, as good a meal as their father had had, and when they had finished, Mrs. Anansi, to punish her husband, said she would take the pot down to the village and give everybody a meal. This she did, but alas... In working to prepare so much food at one time, the pot grew too hot and melted away. What was to be done now? And Nancy would be so angry. His wife forbade everyone to mention the pot. In a little while, Nancy returned ready for his supper and, as usual, went into his room, carefully shutting the door. He went to the hiding place. It was empty. He looked around in dismay. No pot was to be seen anywhere. Someone must have discovered it. His family must be the culprits. He would find a means to punish them. Saying nothing to anyone about the matter, he waited till morning. As soon as it was light, he started off towards the shore where the old boat lay. Getting into the boat, it started of its own accord and glided swiftly over the water, straight for the palm tree. Anansi attached the boat as before and climbed the tree. This time, unlike the last time, the nuts almost fell into his hands. When he aimed them at the boat, they easily fell into it, not one as before, dropping into the water. He deliberately took them and threw them overboard, immediately jumping after them. As before, he found himself in front of Thunder's cottage, with Thunder waiting to hear his tale. This he told. The old man nodded and listened as before, saying how sorry he was to hear of Anansi's troubles. This time, however, he presented Anansi with a fine stick and told him, Do not worry. This is a magic stick and it will give you just what you need. 
Again, Anansi thanked the old man profusely and went on his way. He could scarcely wait till he got into the boat, so anxious was he to try the magic properties of his new gift. Stick, stick, he said. What you used to do for your master, do for me also. And at once, the stick began to beat him so severely that in a few minutes, he was forced to jump into the water and swim ashore, leaving the boat and the stick to drift away where they pleased. Then he returned homeward, bemoaning his many bruises and wishing he had acted more wisely from the very beginning. do you think Anansi got what he deserved? Of course, we can't really beat up people with a stick when they're selfish or greedy, can we? What do you think we can do to help someone not to be greedy or selfish? I wonder, do you remember why Anansi did not want to share the pot with his family? Yes, he was scared. He was scared that it would run out of food and he would have nothing left for himself. Being scared and afraid can sometimes make us act meanly or selfishly. So perhaps the best way to turn a greedy person into a generous person is to help them not be afraid. Might be a good topic of conversation for you and your friends and family. Cheerio then. Join me next time for... Journey with Story.